Welcome to OK First of All, the podcast with your hosts, Kyla Trainer and Samantha Martin. We're yoga teachers and entrepreneurs doing our best to live with purpose and passion. Each episode, we'll explore how we use mindfulness and spirituality to tackle life's biggest issues. We'll share nuggets of wisdom and work our shit out. So get cozy because it's about to get real. Hey, Samantha. Hi. How's it going? Going good. Dude, I'm so pumped. Me too. Guess who's here, guys? Cammy. Cammy's back. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. Cameron. Cameron. She wants to go by Cameron. We're not calling her Cammy anymore. Her name is Cameron. We found out. So, you never, you ever have one You're of making me fr- sound like Prince when he like, <laughs> changed The name. artist formerly known as Cammy. Yeah. <laughs> you ever have one of those friends, yeah, you find out later, oh, I've been calling you this for <laughs> so long and you hated that. Yeah, so. that happened. Yep. I didn't hate it. I just it's your it. preference. Yeah. yeah. It's not Which, my name. Yeah. I <laughs> so. like I like that you put your foot down and you're like, I would like to be called Cameron, please. From now on, when you ask us what the update is with Cammy, ask Cameron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have gotten questions. People on the street have stopped me and said, What's going on with that girl? Yeah, me too. I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. People on the street. <laughs> yeah. Because ours is so big. Yeah. Our podcast is so big. People, People recognize stop us. me. They recognize my voice. They hear me talking to someone else and say, Wait, okay, first of all? <laughs> You're like, Yep. Yeah, how can I help it's you us. today? How can I change your life today? <laughs> In 30 seconds or 30 minutes or less. Yeah. It's sweet that people are invested. Like, <laughs> people like listen and then like cared. Yeah. yeah. No, really. I, I got multiple texts about it. <laughs> Honestly. Funny. Yeah. Okay. So the, it, the, the, what's, what's it called? The dirt. The dirt. The tea. The tea. What everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. So how we're going to do this. We, I found this article that said, um, six. Wait. Oh, we got to tell spoiler. them what's going on. Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> You go. Cammy, why don't you tell... Cameron, oh. <laughs> tell us what's going on. Give us an So, update. we broke up. Yeah. Like, probably like four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was out of the blue to mm-hmm. me. And, um, I mean, it was a mutual decision in the sense that, like, he said that he was really confused... And my response to that was, well, if you're confused, then... Let me unconfuse you. Yeah. Let's not be confused anymore. Yeah, because I felt like I was putting a lot of work into the relationship and genuinely trying to invest and and give him what he needed, Um, even sometimes, like, to my own detriment. Um, And, like, I had been feeling for a while, I think it was probably apparent in the last podcast, that, like, I wasn't necessarily feeling like I was getting that same... um, level of consideration back yeah and so the fact that he was like having doubts on top of all the work that I felt I was putting into it it was just kind of like okay well what a slap in the face yeah yeah Yeah. it was really hard though because it's really hard to go it was a rough week anyways because I also got in a really bad car wreck yeah um and then he said that like two days later and um but, like, it's hard to go from talking to somebody multiple times a day, every day, and, like, staying with them every single night, or them staying with you every single night, and not, and then just cold turkey, like, cut them out of your life. It's almost yeah. like they've, like, passed away. So, yeah. it was a really rough few weeks on top of, like, having to deal with all the car stuff, and then work has just been crazy this year, but mm-hmm. I got through it. Yeah. You did get a sweet rental car out of it. Yeah. I did. Cameron has a... <laughs> Burnt orange, burnt orange Camaro, but it's not just your stock Camaro. It's like fully loaded, like souped up Z twenty eight. Like you turn it on Italian and it growls flag at you. on the side. 
It's like a Miami club inside. It is. Like, there are, like, it is lights like, and it's, it's like thing. Miami Beach on the inside. Yeah. It's really amazing. It's really fun to ride in. I've gotten really attached to her. Oh, man. It's become a part of you. Yeah. yeah. It's the, like, funny part of this whole situation. Yeah. Like, we've, yeah. we've been through a lot together. Yeah. You've been in the car. Yeah. Aw. But something you said is you said it felt like he passed away. And I have, I have experienced, like, even in my own breakups and, like, reading about breakups that it is like a grieving process that your body and your mind goes through. Like you have to go through the stages of grief because you're mourning the loss of a relationship and like the person may still be alive, but your connection to them isn't. And that's the same thing that happens when someone dies. Your Mm -hmm. connection with them is gone. Yeah. And it's really weird too. Like I loved his grandparents. Like I just loved him. I went and I stayed with him for a couple of days back in November and met them and they were just the most amazing people and the sweetest and they care about him so much and Mm -hmm. like I just felt I haven't had grandparents since I was seven years old so and they just like took me in and were just unbelievably nice Mm -hmm. and his granddad would always call him and ask about me and I would like listen to them talk and it's weird stuff like that that I miss like yeah it's like I want to reach out to his granddad and be like I still love you. Yeah. I don't know if you love yeah. me. I don't know what he's told you. Like, I don't know how he's spent this situation mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever to anyone. But, like, this wasn't my choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love you, you definitely people. get attached to family. Like, I'm super attached to my husband's family. I yeah. love them all so much. Mm-hmm. Especially grandparents. Man, there's something special about grandparents. Like, I just yeah. lost my grandma last year. And then I just lost her sister, my great aunt like last week and so it's been really rough on in that regard but they had just so much wisdom and kindness and uh, I love them I know I can't wait to be an old person I really <laughs> I really can't speak your mind can't I cannot wait. wait to be like 70 years that. old and be like I know what's going on yeah, yeah. I know what's up. I've been around the block a few times I get what's going on wisdom yeah seen it all yeah, yeah. I feel yeah and all like right. his roommates too like his roommate's girlfriend lived with them and there's like three of them in an apartment and I saw a meme the other day on Instagram and I wanted to send it to her but it's like is that weird yeah yeah I don't want to like overstep my place like we weren't you know I mean I was he actually said something to me when we first started dating that was like essentially he didn't want me to get close what was the point of me getting close to his roommates or like his roommate's girlfriend because like if we broke up they would clearly take his side, mm. and like that's such a strange thing to say. That to is someone. like a I know it is, but he did, he did say it like early on. I don't think he meant it necessarily the way it came out, but yeah. I, I really internalized it and was like, I guess it's a good point. I guess I should kind of keep an arm's length distance from. But why? Bo- this girl? Why bother? I mean, Who cares if you like... get close to them and then you break up? I mean, then you made a connection with two humans that you wouldn't have otherwise. Like, what's the negative of that? Yeah, I don't know. I think he wanted, I mean, it sounds like he was keeping you at arm's length the whole time. Right. Yeah, he he didn't like it when I talked to his friends too much. Like, like he got mad at me one night for, um, he's, I was, his friend Paul was, we were somewhere and he was just like, you were just talking to Paul the whole time and not mm-hmm. me. And I was just like, okay. So like, I would always try and make a conscious effort from that point on when we were out to like stick with him, stay by his side, like talk to him. But more. now do you understand that that was his 
insecurity and not your problem. Yeah. yeah. But I think every time I took it as like, okay, well, you know, I hear him and this is what he needs. So like, I'm going to try and do this because yeah. I, I like him and I want to make him happy. And, you know, maybe I am showing others when we're out. Mm-hmm. Like. More attention. Yeah, more attention or whatever. And, you know, I do get, like, I love talking to people, so mm-hmm. I guess I, I probably do get, like, swept up in conversations with people that I don't see every day, because I would see him every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. Well. There are a lot of things. A lot like, of issues. Now, and, like, hindsight, like, being one step removed from the whole situation, I'm like, man, you really, like, you really tried and, like, changed for him, like, changed yourself yeah. to the point where, like, I almost feel like I kind of lost who I am. And at 30... Mm-hmm. Like that was shocking to me because that, I, that hasn't still been a thing. An option, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. hasn't been a thing in a lot of other relationships. So why was it one in this one? You yeah, know? I think you... you just wanted it to work. Like you were just willing to to do what it took to work, and that's you know admirable for you to like put yourself out there and like really try and make yourself vulnerable enough to like to to make it work and like change things about yourself to kind of fit but at the end of the day like you don't have to do that like there's so many people out there that would be like so lucky to have you and yeah you know that. exactly as I you are and yeah. we don't need you to not talk to paul at parties yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you listened to the podcast dirty john Mm-mm. it's like a crime story but my point is the woman in it is she has grandkids. She's like in her 60s or 70s and she still lets this guy come into her life and like pretty much ruin everything in her life and control it. So my point is I don't think that age makes you exempt from getting manipulated. Yeah. Oh my god, I have to share this with you. I'm not done reading the book, but I I kind of wanted to go I want to do the, another podcast on this, but do you know why people do that? No. Like put themselves in situations repeatedly. Oh my god! Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait. The world would like to know. I that. my mind was freaking blown. Okay, I'm reading the Body Keeps the Score. Oh, that's right. Which is this book about trauma, and like what people like how the body internalizes trauma, and how you can release trauma from your body. Okay, so like a lot of times it's subconscious, like and it's just things we don't work out. It's like things that happen to us. We internalize it and we don't process it, so it literally stays in the body. And so one, one thing that the author was saying was, and I want to, again, we'll get deeper into this at a different time, but one thing they said was that people sometimes will put themselves back in situations like this one woman um, was a prostitute when she was very young, so she was forced into prostitution, and then she went into recovery, she got clean, and she went back to prostitution, and she got clean and went back, like, for a third time, and, like, her pimp beat her up and all these things, and you're like, why, how could you go back to this life? subconsciously she was putting herself back into a situation in which she could overcome the trauma so that way to herself she it was as if like it was as if if she could place herself back in the situation and overcome it then she was worthy of like being loved or or being accepted how do you overcome being a prostitute well i'm saying like she felt like she could go back into the situation uh and make it work and not be beat and not 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So... And, like, make, like, have a hold on the situation. Okay. You know so, like, from saying? a relationship standpoint, you're, you like, let's say you go back and back to the same type of person, you're thinking, like, I can fix them this time. Yeah. If I can fix this I'm person. I'm giving myself another chance. Yes. Because that's what I've placed my value in, is being able right. to overcome this situation okay yeah. that yeah. makes sense isn't that so interesting yeah that interesting. and that happens like subconsciously yeah you don't even like realize that you're doing it it's like well unless you're very aware which in unless which case something extreme like prostitution yeah, yeah. and what like a lot of times people don't take the time to like dig in that deep i wonder what understand. i'm doing that too yeah it's just i don't have anything like extreme but i wonder if there's like spots in my life that i just keep coming back to like yeah fix well if you think about it like there's i'm sure lots of people that you know that keep going back to the same like guy yes or like the same situation and what they're doing subconsciously they're not even realizing it is that they're thinking like subconsciously if i can make it work this time then they'll get rid of the trauma right Hmm. and they'll process it interesting Mm -hmm. when really they just need to not yeah just like because <laughs> like moving on is almost like a failure and it's almost like giving up yeah you're like, like admitting ex- defeat. accepting like, that i could accepting that it happened it's accepting that oh. it happened to you Ooh. yeah Ooh. yeah because okay. if i can put myself back in that situation and it not happen then i don't have to deal with it and i can process through that's interesting isn't that so interesting it really is. i uh, it's like a very short part of the book but i am uh I'll, I'll report back later. Yeah. Maybe next podcast I'll have finished it. We can talk about processing trauma. But anyway. I have so many thoughts about it already. I can't yeah. wait to, to explore that further. That is interesting. Okay. So let's get back to toxic relationships <laughs> and the article that you found. Yeah. So the title was six subtle, like, top, I don't know, six subtle hints that you're in a top toxic relationship, something like that. I don't know. It's yeah. obviously said a lot better than that. Yeah. But. Basically, six things that are red flags. Oh, that's what it was, signs. Six signs you may be in a toxic relationship. There you go. All right. Now that that took 15 seconds, (laughs) let's get into them. What's the number one? Um, You're giving way more than you're taking. Mm. Check. Yeah. Yeah, I think that came up a few times. And again, this is only my point of view and not his, so I'm sure he has his own thoughts on this. This is not like a bashing session for him. This is just us. Yeah. processing mm-hmm. but feelings from my point of view I felt like I was giving a lot mm-hmm. and and by giving a lot I mean there was very little compassion on his end for like the fact that I work every day and I would get up at five and start work or get up at five and drive back to my house from his house and start work and like um get done at five and then I was also trying to get my workouts in and then still maintain my relationships with friends and he was unwilling to um he said he was willing to eventually after the podcast and I confronted him about it he said he was willing to start to be in more social situations with my friends but anytime the opportunity presented itself it always caused a huge argument so I think he maybe wanted to be mental, like mentally there, but just something in him was not allowing him to be there. Um, and he just, I don't know, no compassion for like letting me go to yoga on 
Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah, that's like your therapy. Yeah, and so it was always a big deal. And he said it was because he wanted to snuggle on Sunday mornings. Oh my god! So we instituted. Okay. <laughs> we ins- Can we pause? I told when we we were walking yesterday. I told Kami I was like, this is like type A manipulative behavior. Yeah. Let me take something that you like to do and, and let me do replace it, it with me. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take away the fact that you need to go to yoga and I'm gonna make me more important than that. Wow. That is. Type one, manipulating. Textbook. Yes, yeah. textbook manipulating. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just that there were, there was little considerations for tasks that I like to do. Like, I really like to go eat big breakfasts on, during, like, I'm, I've got so much to do and I'm cramming in so much and he just very... He was never willing to just go run errands with me. Like, if you really want to spend time with me, mm-hmm. and I've got this much stuff to do, like, I've dated guys in the past that were willing to just go yeah. run errands with me just because they wanted to hang out and they understood how much I had on my plate. Like, right. you know, And he had a lot less on his plate. He really did. Like, <laughs> I would... I would try to be... he's 25. And a musician. <laughs> and I would try and be compassionate to it because I understand that to him it was a lot. Like, to have to get up and go write and be creative. I mean, there is, like, a toll that that takes, I'm sure, to, like, always have to show up with an idea and yeah. whatever. But, like, eventually, at the end of the day, if you just look at the sheer number of hours, I'm awake versus, like, him, you know. And, like, he would always say, well, I have to work on the weekends. But during this last two months, he didn't do mm. anything yeah except right so and that was only like three or four days a week so I don't know there's just little compassion for my life and I felt like I was very much so bending like hanging out with his friends doing what he wanted to do and I would find joy in some of the things that he wanted to do like we're talking about skeet shooting I had a blast I think mm-hmm. it's so much fun yeah but like that was his activity that took all day Saturday that he wanted to do mm-hmm. with his friends and I was down to do it like yeah. it was just things like that like he wanted to go play ping pong like instead of going to like a dinner at like a non-chain restaurant and <laughs> I was like okay let's do it I just it started to really feel like I was putting in a lot of work and he was just not yeah, yeah. just living his life and if you fit in great and if you didn't it didn't really matter yeah or it did matter and he was gonna cause like it was, an he, uproar was about it. he was gonna he make was... you change your right. life yeah yeah okay what's number two <sighs> on the list um The second one is, you feel anxious when you aren't together. Um, Mm. I don't think this one was a big one for me until the very end. Like, that last week, I think I kind of felt him pulling away a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got, like, weird anxiety. But we were honestly together so much. There was really not a lot of time that we were apart. And when we were apart, I was usually doing like working or doing something but he especially in the beginning had a lot of anxiety about me not being with him because he like thought I was going to cheat on him or I don't even know what and you're like dude I'm working 12 hours a day I'm not cheating on you (laughs) um and cheating on you with making money yeah (laughs) trying to support myself but um so that one wasn't like a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I think that just kind of speaks to like codependency. Like when you get to a point of like codependency where you just cannot be without each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it sucks sometimes to like have to spend time apart, but like if you're really feeling anxiety while when you're not together, that's a, a big red flag. You argue about the same thing every week. Ooh. 
good one. <laughs> that one, I would say we definitely hit that category because we fought about, towards the end, the friend, him not willing to take part in my life at all, really. Yeah. Um, Outside of him. Mm. That kept coming up because I was really try. I was just trying to, mm. like stand my ground on it because it was it is something that's important to me my friends are important to me yeah um and uh, yeah I mean we were just we got to the point where we were originally talking about living together and then at first he was like really down for like a lot of the similar like we were both gonna make compromises Mm -hmm. and then like the closer and closer it got to like the end of our leases or the end of the relationship really the more he would like was like well I want to live 45 minutes I'm gonna buy land I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and we would I would make me feel very like un like I felt like he was saying I don't want to live with you Mm -hmm. yeah so we would fight about that so finally I was like you know what like let's just live our own in our own places for another year and see where this goes and whatever that way like you're happy and we're good Mm -hmm. and I'm happy um, so, but yeah, it did start to seem like we were fighting a lot about just like stupid things. Like I told you about the fight with the, when I didn't take a shower. Yeah. After playing ping pong, it was, it was weird. Um, we went to Clyde to play ping pong one night and came home and watched like a fight with his roommates. And then we were going to bed and he was like, you want to take a shower? And I was like, not really. Like, I showered after yoga this morning. And he was like, well, you've been around, like, it collides around a bunch of germs. And I was sick last week. And I was just like. <laughs> like, he wanted her to shower yeah. before she could go to sleep. And I was yeah. like, do I smell bad? Like, I've literally <laughs> never had anyone ask me this. And he was like, no, it's just, like, the germs or whatever. And it just turned into a huge fight. Because yeah. I was like, no, I'm exhausted. Like, I just want to go to bed. I just yeah. think that's so strange. That is really weird. Besides, like, I don't even, I don't even know the motivation behind that. I just think that's such a weird request of someone it's like a well one it's probably it's a control thing and then two he's probably like a germaphobe it sounds like yeah I never thought he was but the like yeah I don't know it was weird and I he was like well you've asked me to take a shower before before we've gone to bed and I was like yeah because you just come back from hunting and you spray <laughs> that you like smell. deer pee on yourself to like <laughs> <laughs> that I feel is so, a yeah. you sprayed deer pee on yourself <laughs> Or whatever. Isn't that what they do? Like, you've been out, in, you've yeah. been out in the woods. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would like you to shower real quick. And plus, he showered every night before he went to bed. Like, that was his ritual. So, yeah. like, oh, it's not my ritual. Like, That's I shower funny. in the morning. I know what I'm getting Cameron for her birthday now. Like, <laughs> dear Pete. Yeah. yeah. So, that one was definitely the fighting weekly. Like, I mean, I remember at one point thinking, like, God, can we just go a week without, like, can we just have a good week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. You keep score. <laughs> this Ooh, one. That's a good one. I tried really hard not to do. Mm-hmm. Like, really hard. Because if I had, I would have been like, I would have taken a step back and been like, you are sacrificing a lot more for him than he is for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I tried very hard, very consciously throughout the whole relationship to not keep score. I yeah. really did. And I did a really good job of it. Yeah. And I think keeping score, too, is like... You keep score on all the good stuff you do and yeah. all the bad stuff that they do. Yeah. Right. And, like, you owe me now. Right. You know, it's sort of, it's not like I'm giving this because I love you and I don't expect anything in return. It's like, oh, now you owe me. Yeah. Or vice versa. Like, they're doing these 
like terrible things and you're keeping a chronal like a, mm-hmm. a book documenting of them. them yeah like so you can pull it out at the last minute and be like you remember when he asked me to take a shower three weeks ago yeah like, like i feel like that, that was thing. keeping score from him like when he said well you asked me to take a shower that was him keeping score right. saying like exactly and he it was funny like i would always try and remind myself of the nice things he did like for instance for the very first time i had to go to knoxville for work this year he came with me to like keep me company and like yeah. Because he wasn't doing anything. And that was super nice. He didn't have to do that. So, like, I would always go back to that. Because I was like, that was a really, bold, like, grand gesture. You mm-hmm. know? So, like, that was him going out of his way. Like, he does go out of his way. He does go out of his way. Yeah. But, like. Justifying it. Yeah. I but kept going back to Which that. is fine. Because, like Kyla said, you were trying to make it work. Like, you thought yeah. that's what you wanted. So. In a mm-hmm. healthy relationship, though, like, it ebbs and flows. Like, yeah. you give, he gives. You give, he gives. And it's not like anyone out gives the other mm-hmm. yeah or like noticeably <laughs> like wow I need to start tallying up all the times I've given to him when he hasn't I know I, when you said keep score I like thought in my head I was like if we did keep a score what would it be and I honestly don't even know like I wouldn't even know how to like you in your relationship yeah yeah I wouldn't even know like what are we scoring? Are yeah. we score <laughs> like how there's so many different ways we could score this yeah, so, yeah. I don't know yeah <laughs> that's fair all right, next up. Um, you haven't been feeling like yourself lately. Ooh. I think that that definitely started happening towards the end. Yeah, you said it earlier. Because I, like, it was multiple things. I don't think it was just him. I think that I've been under a lot of pressure with work. Cause, and the wreck and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was actually before the wreck. And yeah. I was just so tired. I don't think he realized the toll, like, everything was taking on me. Like, having to travel, work so much, like, be there for him wanting to be there for him it's not like he ever forced me yeah to be there but like wanting and like not having any recovery time to myself because when we first started dating he'd be gone every weekend and I would have the weekend to like clean my house and like get some me time and hang out with my friends and like maintain those relationships and so like that was my recovery mm-hmm. and like I wasn't getting that when he was here just for two straight months yeah. and like I realized like I stopped listening to my kind of music like I love classic rock and and he didn't like that. He only liked, like, country music and, um, like, 80s hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, some other, like, I mean, like, he yeah. liked, you know, some other yeah. stuff, too. But he just, it wasn't, like, the stuff that I listened to. And I would, like, oftentimes just let him choose the music. It's just little things like that that, that contribute to, like, who you think you are. Yeah. Like, internally. And I was, like, sacrificing yoga more and, like just I don't know yeah things that shape your personality I definitely started to see that yeah you started withdrawing you even said in the beginning like you withdrew from like friends you withdrew from like activities you enjoyed like I never wanted to make him uncomfortable or like make him go out of his comfort zone in any way because it was such an issue yeah and so because of that I think I did. I withdrew from my friends and I yeah you got out of your comfort zone so that he didn't have to yeah you're totally consumed by the relationship. This one, I I don't think on the surface I was, but I think towards the end I was constantly thinking about it because I mm-hmm. told you guys, like I think on the last podcast, like is this like he's selfish on a fundamental level or is this just like a stage in his life that we've all been through because he is younger than me? Mm-hmm. And because um, I don't think he's a bad person. And um, it just, yeah, I think I was like constantly on my mind towards yeah. the end because I was trying to really figure out like what was going on 
And he got a lot more reclusive the longer we dated. Like, he just wanted to play video games. Yeah. And lay in his bed in his pajamas. Or, like, yeah, just <laughs> video games a lot towards the end for yeah. whatever reason. And I don't know if that was a reaction to me. Like, him thinking maybe he didn't want to be with me, but not knowing how to, like... Get it out. Process yeah. it. Didn't have the kahunas to say anything. Yeah. To yeah. communicate about it. He probably just didn't even think about it, to be honest, because he's a man. He probably was just like... <laughs> That's true. I'm playing video games, not thinking about anything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm using Just the this fact that you're, avoid. like, making it about y'all's relationship tells me, like, is a... It's, like, that point that it's all-consuming, right? Yeah. When, in reality, like, most men all the time are thinking about nothing literally right. like sometimes I'll look at Ryan and I'll be like what are you thinking about he's like literally nothing <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like how one time I, how? I, I listened to this um uh stand-up and the guy was like guys the way that guys think are it's like boxes like it's a file cabinet and you go and I think about this thing and I take the box out and I look through the box and I get the thing that I want to think about and I think about it and then I put it back and I put the box away. <laughs> Women are like a web of electricity circuits going off all the time. Like this thing goes and this thing and then that thing and that thing and it sparks, spark, spark. And it was just so true. And Ryan was like, yes, that's exactly how guys think. It's literally like, I want to think about this. I'm going to this box and pulling it out now and then I'm putting it away. And that's it. And I, I wish I so I funny. wish I was more like that because I, I think know. it would save me a lot of like mental anguish. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know. I Even think it's just yesterday, men and women though. I like had three things I had to do, so I wrote them down because I was like, nothing else is more important than these three things. And I sat down at my desk and I started doing them. And I noticed like once I started to do the first one, I started two more other tasks on the side and I kept having to bring myself back to the first one. Mm -hmm. And then I finally came to the conclusion, I can't do one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. I have to do multiple things at a time. So if it's going to take me, if I just have to get this done, I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that my brain is going to want me to open up four more tabs while I'm doing this. Yeah. Like that's just how it works. But that's like the web idea. Like Mm -hmm. my brain is actually a web. Like I did one thing and it like shooted all these little circles gets out that was like oh yeah this reminds you of this and this and this and this and this yeah yeah that's why meditation is so important because you can shut down the web a little bit just Mm. a little bit just a little bit yeah just turn the power down for Mm -hmm. a little while oh one i forgot for like um losing your sense of identity Mm -hmm. it's funny i started like things he would say like he probably said in passing and didn't necessarily mean like i would internalize so deeply like the drinking thing, like, mm-hmm. he cl- like clearly didn't seem to really enjoy when I would get kind of, like, tipsy. Yeah. And, um, and so, like, anytime he would make a comment about it, like, I would internalize it. Like, he said one time I w- we went to this thing, and one of his coworkers, like, made a comment that I was, like, oh, your girlfriend was, like, buzzed last night or something, and, like, he told me that, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. And then, like, he made some comment about, like, helping me carry my luggage or whatever when we were in fail and like like made a comment about another one of his friends calling his girlfriend high maintenance and like you can't travel girls just make travel so much more complicated like it has to be they have to stay in a nice place and they have to have 
luggage and yada yada yada. I resent that comment. And yeah, I mean, travel is so much like easier. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, if I, I'm 30 years old, if I can afford to stay in somewhere nicer, like I'm gonna try to. Yeah, and like right. I work hard for that money, so right. like, I'm gonna do it. And yeah. like, yeah, I have problems packing. But like, <laughs> he wasn't even necessarily talking about me in that situation. But I was like, oh my god, that's what he thinks about me. You know, like yeah. he just started like getting weird with like his comments and me always taking them in a negative light so yeah so we um me and Cammie talked about the four agreements you and who Cameron (laughs) Cameron (laughs) talked about the four agreements and about how you don't take anything personally ever nothing is ever personal ever 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 nothing ever yeah even if you know it is it's not it's not just don't do it so like that's been, that's been like my go-to advice for her during this whole situation is like whatever he did it was about him it was not about you it was yeah. his something that he's been going through something that's going on in his life something he hasn't dealt with and he's been putting that on you yeah. which is what I do in a healthy relationship yeah it yeah. just helps that we have this understanding of each other that like I can put some stuff on him and he can take it for a little while. And then when he needs to put stuff on me, I'll handle it for a little while. And we have this like back and forth and it's never like I'm constantly putting stuff on him, putting stuff on him. Yeah. Which seems like that maybe what y'all were going through is like you were trying to make his life so easy, so easy, so easy. And you were like losing yourself in the process. Yeah. But it was because of his issues that he hasn't dealt with and not because of yours right I think that like true love is being able to literally rest your soul in that other person yeah like I always thought of it as like that's your safe place yeah like that's the person that's got your back and like it's your safe place and yeah yeah, I I don't think I necessarily I feel like I tried to provide that but I don't necessarily feel like I Got, got it back. Like, return. I was afraid to ask him to do things. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like help me carry this in. Help me, like... Because I didn't want him to be put out in any way. Right. Or like, and, like, in hindsight, that's crazy. So yeah. there's a difference between, like, you helping him because you want to help him and, like, you helping him because you don't want him to be put out. Like, I'll do things for Charlie so that he ha- doesn't have to do them, but it's not because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I if don't, don't do them. Yeah. Well, it wasn't... Th- I didn't mean it like that. Like, I did things for him because I that's my way of showing love. Mm-hmm. Like... Acts of service. Yeah, that's one... And, and it became more apparent in this relationship. And... I guess I was afraid to ask him to help mm. me... Yeah. ...with mm-hmm. things because I didn't want to put him out. Yeah. yeah. And it sounded like, it sounds like you really couldn't, because he, it sounds like you did sometimes, and when you did, he kind of shut you down, especially, like, when you asked for what you needed, like, I would like to go to yoga on Saturdays, I would like to spend time with my friends. Which doesn't and even like involve him, there, That's you know? Not, he doesn't have to do anything, all he has to do is let you leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. Let you leave. Oh I know, God. right? At the end of the day, like, a healthy relationship is being able to, like, talk, communicate, ask for what you need and receive what you need. Yeah. Like that's the bottom line. I don't even feel like maybe you can weigh in on this. I don't even feel like Charlie and I are in a relationship. It's like our lives are so intertwined at this point. We are one thing. We move through life <laughs> yeah. as one thing. We're two separate beings, but we are a unit. Yeah. So like it's not even a relationship anymore. It's like Everything I do affects him. Everything he does affects me. And we both are just, like, going through life trying to 
steer around it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how my parents describe it. Like, my yeah. dad always calls them a family unit. Yeah. Like, what does the family unit want for dinner tonight? Yeah. Like, yeah. he means the three of us <laughs> right. in the family that make up the family unit, him, my mom, and me. Yeah. Like, so. And I'm not, I don't want to, like, it wasn't like that from the beginning. We definitely went through, like, the dating phase, like, the honeymoon phase, and then we, like, argued a bunch, and then that's when you get to that point where you're like, are we sticking this out or like, yeah. do we, how much do we like each other? Yeah. Are we yeah. going to keep pushing through or are we yeah. going to let this How much of my ego out? can I put aside for exactly. this person? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we've been together almost five years at this point. So this has been like an evolving thing. So I think you just find the person where you're like, okay, I'm willing to stick this out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even, I don't feel like I gave anything up. I feel like my life got better. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he would agree. Like it wasn't like, I, like you said, I dropped my ego. Yeah. I didn't have to lose anything else except my ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you just realize it's not about you anymore. It's about the unit. Yeah. Right. The yeah. success of the unit is the success of you. Yeah. Right. But also, like, being able to maintain your own. Like, you'll never, you'll never have to give up anything and you'll never have to, like, lose yourself because you are part of that unit. You can always yeah. be yourself no matter what. And the other part of the unit loves that you're yourself. Yeah. And they want you to be more of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say that one time about love? Um, Love was like the ultimate acceptance or it was like finding. Okay. I'll get this together. (laughs) Okay. You said something like. I don't know what um, I said. I say a lot of stuff. (laughs) You said love was like, for instance, if your partner loves to do something, not only do you have to accept oh, it, you yeah. encourage it. Right. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is, that's the definition of love. Like they have something about them that they, that is so a part of them that you don't just accept it. You encourage it. You right. support it. Right. That's the difference of like saying like, Except, oh, I'll like let, tolerating it yes, tolerating and loving it the person versus encouraging it and supporting them. Yeah. That's really valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really stuck with me. Oh, good. I'm like, Thanks. changed. changed Amy Schumer in good. her most recent Netflix special, she talks about how her husband was diagnosed after they got married with um, Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And she said that when the doctor was reading off all of the symptoms or reasons that he like was diagnosed as on the spectrum, she was laughing to herself because she's like, these are all the like the reasons he's on the spectrum are the reasons that I fell in love with him. That's like, so and I was just like, and it was a joke, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, like she was serious. Like it's like you love them, like not necessarily in spite of their flaws, but because of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it was just really cute. So I, I feel like that. that's in line with what you were saying. Wasn't yeah. one of them like that? He says what he thinks in public or yeah. something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, no filter. Yeah, like no, filter. no filter. No, no concern. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. I did, too. I loved that. <laughs> that whole, her whole special, this one, some of her specials in the past made me kind of uncomfortable, but this one I really yeah. enjoyed. Usually they're really she crude, had. so I'm hoping when she's a mom, she turn, tones down the crudeness a little she's, bit. She already has started. Uh, did you listen to her Oprah podcast? Her uh, Super I Soul? Think, I don't know if I did. Highly recommend. Okay. Everyone go listen to Amy Schumer's uh, interview with Oprah. Very mm. good. Yeah. Anyone's interview with Oprah. True. <laughs> Pretty much, if you get on Oprah's podcast, you've made it. Yeah. yeah. Is that the new goal? Yeah. When I, I think so. When, after I'm over 30 and I can't be under 30 or 30 anymore, <laughs> then my new goal is to be on Oprah's podcast. I love, I love it. it. That's, that's a good awesome. goal. Um, but yeah, breakups are hard. I think that's like the overarching theme of this yeah. episode is we just wanted to like go through the feelings and emotions that you feel and let yeah. you know that they're okay. 
one, I just, my last question, and we can end on this, is what do you think you've learned about yourself and about love and relationships no, from this question. relationship with Trey? What have I learned? What I've, was the purpose of this ooh, in your life? Yeah. I've learned that timing is important mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, you can be two good people and it not just, it not work. Because I don't think he still don't. I just don't think he's a bad person. You know, mm-hmm. I just think that he came into this with maybe his own baggage. And I, I mean, I'm sure I made just as many mistakes as him. I just only see it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. But, um. Very he, mature thing of you to say. Yeah. He <laughs> definitely, um, that I, like, and when I have a sixth sense about something, like, if I feel like something is not right, like, if there's something that feels weird about a situation, like it probably is, it's, it's probably not a normal reaction. Like yeah. you probably shouldn't get mad about that. Yeah. Like what is really going on here? And, um, so trusting your gut and still like, it's okay to maintain, like I wasn't crazy for wanting to maintain a little bit of a sense of my own identity throughout this whole relationship. Like that's mm-hmm. not an insane thought mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that, like, I'm really, I'm ready for, like, a, a relationship. Like, a real relationship. Not whatever I've been doing yeah. <laughs> the last however many years. Like, I'm, I'm ready to be somebody's safe space, you know? Yeah. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. That's great. That's yeah. Nice. I want to reiterate. Of it. I want to reiterate. I don't think he's a bad person. And, <laughs> I like, know. I think that we're probably both better off in the end because I, I think maybe like we really just weren't right for each other it was just really hard for me to see it yeah when I was in it right well when you're attached is. to him yeah like when you're seeing him every day talking to him every day he's your person it's hard to think anything other than that but I think that's extremely mature of you to be like two people just weren't meant to be together mm-hmm. like if that wasn't the case if everyone could get along with everyone, it'd be a completely different world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is crazy because I really do still want all the best for him, you know, like in life. I want him to get, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing of like, you know. That's really big of you because mm-hmm. I don't want the best for all of my exes. <laughs> I, I, don't, don't. I don't necessarily don't. want the best for all my exes either. I know yeah. dated some really great odd guys, but um, <laughs> this one I do. I want him you know, to achieve everything that he wants in life. Yeah. I just don't necessarily need to be a part of it. Mm. That's so mature. You're such a good person. I don't know about that. (laughs) That's a good note to end on. Well, I'm so happy you came by, Cameron. It was so nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me back, guys. It was good to process all that. Like I said, the fans wanted to know. Yeah. What's going on? They probably all were, like, taking bets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you guys were broke up yet. There's, like, a low-key system going on in Vegas right now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, if you guys have any um, uh, relationship advice, love advice, or um, signs of toxic relationships, or anything you want to send our way, you can email email us at okay. First of all, pod at gmail.com. That's O-K-A-Y. First of all, pod at gmail. Or if you have any tips about going through breakups or any crazy breakup stories that you want to share, you can DM us at, on Instagram at okayfirstofallpod on the gram. Mm-hmm. Till next time. See ya. Bye.